Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns. So together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings everywhere. Today is a podcast about a quote that I have just loved and I've created a yoga class about it and I've written it down and I just, it's just wonderful. The podcast is called, just like my my yoga class online is called, a useful instrument, but I'll read you the whole on, um, this was a letter that F. Scott Fitzgerald wrote to his, tw- I think it was his 12 year old daughter who was off at camp. And this is the contents of the letter. Things to worry about. Worry about courage. Worry about cleanliness. Worry about efficiency. Worry about horsemanship. Things not to worry about. Don't worry about popular opinion. Don't worry about dolls. Don't worry about the past. Don't worry about the future. Don't worry about growing up. Don't worry about anybody getting ahead of you. Don't worry about triumph. Don't worry about failure unless it comes through your own fault. Don't worry about mosquitoes. Don't worry about flies. Don't worry about insects in general. Don't worry about parents. Don't worry about boys. Don't worry about disappointments. Don't worry about pleasures. Don't worry about satisfactions. Things to think about. What am I really aiming at? How good am I really in comparison to my contemporaries in regard to A, scholarship, B, do I really understand about people and am I able to get along with them? And C, am I trying to make my body a useful instrument or am I neglecting it? With dearest love, daddy. And there's so many, I just love all the don't worry about and the do worry about. And she's at camp. So he's like saying, you know, don't worry about mosquitoes and flies. But I loved, I remember when I read that years ago and I loved that last line. Am I trying to make 
He's telling her, ask this of yourself. Am I trying to make my body a useful instrument or am I neglecting it? So of course I responded to that viscerally because I thought that's what a beautiful way of phrasing that. Are we neglecting our body? Are we making a useful instrument? Well, I say this without a feeling of judgment. It's more a feeling of just sadness is if you look around our modern day society, there are lots of people who are neglecting their body and are not making it a useful instrument. And it is it, it is so important to use our body as a useful instrument and not neglect it because it is the vehicle for transformation. It is the vehicle. It is our our transporter of everything inside, spirit, soul, all of it. And how we feel in our body, there is, there is an absolute correlation, connection to how we feel in our mind and our spirit. And, you know, ask anybody who's been injured or has had an illness or worse, and that is the hardest thing I'm sure for them, is the, what it feels like in their body. And what that does to their um, mental and emotional state. So this is a big cry out to everyone that we need to wake up and make our bodies useful instruments. You know, they're not there um, as, it's, you know, they're wonderful aesthetic visual objects, but that's not what they're for. They're there ultimately to carry us around with integrity and with curiosity and playfulness and make us, and, and as kind of calibrators of energy. So I, I've journaled about this a lot and I've put this into somewhat of a format when I, when I want to talk to you about this, but I, I, it's, it's, if we really, really were to compare it to an instrument, I think about, like I played the piano for many years. My son and daughter both played the violin. My son played for longer than my daughter, but, um, thinking about how an instrument is and when it's not neglected for instance what what is an instrument's what are the the qualities of an instrument and there is a lot of carryover between the instrument qualities and our body so these are kind of the this is the rationale to to really believe this tagline of making our body a useful instrument first of all how is what does an instrument do? So we know an instrument plays something, it plays music, it plays a sound. And so by playing, a lot of information is being passed on. It's is it in tune, for instance? There is a there is a quality of being in tune um, that gives us feedback if it's been played, right? So Every almost every time the violin would need to be retuned because you'd put it in its case and then it would sit there and it could be sitting there maybe for 24 hours. It might be more. My son tended to play only when he would have lessons. <laughs> but you know, it would be like every three days. And of course, the longer it was sitting in it, the violin box, the, the more it needed to be tuned. And if it was played regularly, it was like small fine tuning. And that is very much how the body is. When we don't neglect it, 
we are much more in tuned. It is like a tuning fork for our inner vibration. And it gives us a lot of feedback and information. And it's, and it's readily accessible if we stay, um, uh, if we stay tuned up with it, kind of like the car, you know, taking the car in and, and checking to make sure that everything is up to snuff. You know, it's like if you set a car in a garage for six months, 12 months, it's similar. It's just not going to drive as well for all the reasons. So why would we think our, our body as an instrument would be any different? Um, and so the benefit of playing it well or keeping it in tune is we are getting a lot of feedback from it. And people that have, that are really in tuned with their body have this like, it's called somatic wisdom. I feel like they're, they just know things before other people would know in terms of if something's wrong with their body. For example, uh, years ago, I would say it was like a decade ago, because I feel like I'm really in tune with my body. So I feel like I've been doing a pretty good job because this is obviously my job. It's my lifestyle. It's my passion. So it's not a, it's not work for me. It's not something I kind of put in my schedule. Like, okay, make sure you go to the gym for 45 minutes. I really, I need to move in a variety of ways. And, and I, and I do like to sit for two days and not do anything is about as long as I would take because I just, I love it. It makes me feel alive and vibrant. I also feel like I'm really more in tune with what's happening internally as well, not just like in the the musculoskeletal way. So about 10 years ago, I was having um, just slight weird palpitations in my quadriceps. Like I would just like squat or something and they would just start to fasciculate is the word. I'm trying to think of another word, but basically tremble. But it's like a fasciculation. So it's a little bit different than a tremble. And I thought, this is weird, but there was nothing else really. But there was something inside that was like, hmm, this is interesting. So I went and got my regular blood work that I went, you know, they go to every year for my doctor. And my thyroid was always being checked because I have thyroid disorder disease in my family. And it's extremely genetic. It's on part of the allele with diabetes as well. So diabetes one is also, um, unfortunately, one of my nephews has that. And both of my triplet brothers have Hashimoto's hypothyroid. My grandmother had thyroid. My one of my couple of my cousins do. So it's definitely you know definitely in our in our um, nature, in the wire in the you know DNA. So I had always been gotten gotten checked for that because the doctor recognizes that that's highly familial. And anyway, so I went to my doctor's and we were just doing the regular blood checkup, and he called me back like a week later and said, you know, your thyroid's really out of whack. And so I said, oh, that's interesting. Okay. And he said, you know, let's recheck it just to make sure it wasn't some weird thing. And then I rechecked it and it was out of whack again. And he said, you need to go to a, um, a specialist, an endocrinologist. So I went to him and he looked at the numbers and he said, you know, here are some choices you can have. And, you know, your first choice is, um, you can take antithyroid medicine for a year, but it loses efficacy after a year. And oh, by the way, it also is very toxic for the liver. Or you can take radioactive iodine. He said, you know, this is what I would recommend. This is what I recommend my patients. And he goes, it's no big deal. You just have to go away for the weekend because you, you can't be around your kids. You can't share a toilet with them because you have radioactive stuff coming out of you. 
And I was like, okay, that doesn't sound good. Like, why, why is it okay that I, I would have that in me, but I can't even be around my children? So he's like, those are your two choices. And I just was thinking, that is bizarro that I, those are the two choices. Now I'm telling you all this because I think I'm so highly tuned to my body. I was like, that doesn't seem like something A, I need to do because I'm the only thing I even had that was when I did all the reading and research on it was a little of this quadricep um, fasciculation. And I would occasionally feel some heart palpitations. And I thought also that was maybe too much caffeine, but that's another um, indication of hyperthyroidism. So I was on the other end of it, but I had no other symptoms. I wasn't losing weight. I wasn't sweating. My eyes weren't bulging. I wasn't having major heart palpitations. So I know there are people out there that have severe cases of it. And I'm sure they have to make one of those two choices. But I am grateful that I was not one of them and that I have a critical thinking mind and that I use my body as an useful instrument. And I was not going to put any stuff like that in my body. So I did what I would encourage many people to do is critical think. So I looked stuff up that had been researched, double blind, peer reviewed, blah, blah, blah. And there was a herb called, there's an herb called bugleweed. And bugleweed has um, been shown in all these different tests, um, scientific studies and anecdotal studies to normalize thyroid conditions when you have hyperthyroid. So it doesn't work with hypo. And so I just went out and to a very well, well-regarded herbal company. And I think it's called Herbalist and Alchemist. And I bought herbs for this. Let me tell you, within one month, my numbers were almost normal. And within two months, I only did the herbs, by the way, for about a month. But within two months, they were back to normal. And within a year, I was normal and I the marker for Graves was no longer detectable. And I was declared in the 2% that you know, unexplainably, unexplainably become cured. <laughs> so this is a long-winded story to tell you that A, my body was a useful instrument. I was listening to it and it was not telling me that I had anything earth shattering to do something earth shattering about, which would which would have been if I took one of those two roots of pharmaceuticals. So it is a tuning fork. It was really telling me like, try these other things and see what happens. And it was, I think, highly tuned enough to respond really well to the herbs because I had kept it highly tuned. I had used it as a useful instrument. And even with this genetic propensity for thyroid disorder, I had really overcome that. And I'm not saying everyone's going to do that. I'm just giving you this as an example for why we need to pay attention to our bodies and why it is an instrument for giving us feedback. Are we in tuned? Are we out of tuned? And what can we do about it? So the other thing that's like a musical instrument is that musical instruments create a vibration. So if you've ever played the piano, you know that the way the strings are and you play the keys and the strings are behind and the way that they're pulled, there is a vibration that is created. And that vibration remains. So when you take your hands away from the piano, the vibration is still there. You don't have to have your fingers connected to the keys. And that's when they're, you know, the piano, the, the tuning is up to snuff and all of that. It is wonderful way of feeling true this this vibration. And we are instruments of vibration. Are we 
are we doing all we can? Are we paying attention? Are we using our body as a useful instrument to raise our own vibration? And that is that sounds kitschy and it sounds new agey, but it is so true. You know the feeling when you're taking good care of yourself and you feel more alive, you feel more clear, more energized and brighter. That's a brightness. That's a brightness that you can really feel. And then there's the opposite. There's a dullness, a dimness, a stagnancy and lack of clarity. And that is when your vibration is really not at a high frequency. So when we use our body as useful um, instruments, we are we are our own, we are the player of this body. We are playing our own instrument. We are creating the frequency that we want. We're the vibration that we want. We are tuning it. And then we're able to sense it and read it and respond to it in a much more direct way than if we are when we are neglecting it, like he was um, referring. Are you neglecting it or are you making it a useful instrument? So think about the ways that you are neglecting your body. And this could be in the form of, think about all the ways that our body is a useful instrument and how we can take care of this instrument and keep it tuned. Um, How are you eating and drinking? And are you sleeping enough? And are you uh, moving? Are you moving in a variety of ways? And are you moving with joy as opposed to just kind of clocking in? Um, That's, you know, to me, Getting on um, a machine for 45 minutes, almost as a, as a form of labor. Yeah, you are, your body is a useful instrument, but can you find something else that you like at least somewhat enjoy? <laughs> and that's what I try and do in my movement yoga practice, is I really try and make it about the joy of the instrument of our body. And that's how... From the the place I teach and create, I'm always creating classes. That's kind of my gift is my art form is how I can create and sequence classes because I'm so tuned into my body. I knew the the ways that I need to fine tune or retune or help people find a different frequency in their own. And so it's fun for me to explore. So explore the ways that your body is more lit up and then just do more of that and make time to do all the tune-up that you need to. Listen to this, this wonderful phrase. Are you making your body a useful instrument or are you neglecting it? Are you using it as a useful instrument? Or are you neglecting it? Don't neglect it, my friends. Don't neglect it. Go out and start small and do something to tune the body and feel better. Move well on and off the mat in whatever way that brings you joy and raises your vibration. And I'm pulling for you as always. So write me if you have any questions, Laura at movementbylaura.com, or you can leave some questions at podcast at movementbylaura.com. Share this podcast with others, please, and subscribe, rate and review. If you haven't already, when you review, um, take a screenshot of the review and send it to podcast at movementbylaura.com and we will send you a link to a free class on my Lit Daily platform so you can get an idea of the movement that brings me joy. All right, sending you lots of hugs. <laughs>